A very warm welcome to the Change Conversations podcast, where we help individuals to reignite the spark to look at their lives and careers with a different lens. Our interactions interrogate different individuals of all backgrounds who seek to be equipped for change in their careers and personal goals. I am your host, Mbumengu Betaga, and I look forward to bringing you impactful change conversations. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm glad we're back this week, and I've got a very exciting guest on the chair. So for everybody who is finding us for the first time, please subscribe. And for our followers, continue to follow, share, and, and leave us some comments. We really would love to hear what you think about our change conversations. So on the chair today, I've got Uza Mamkosi, so I'm really excited to have her. Um, Zama, on this platform, people introduce themselves. They do a better job than I do. So, hello. Nice to ah! have you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, I'm on the spot even just to introduce myself. Definitely. <laughs> Before we get to the meat of our chat. Um, well, if I was to start at the beginning, then it would be too long. So, Zama Kosi is uh, my name. I am a lawyer as well as a business owner, and I've been a lawyer for over 20 years. Um, I specialized for a number of years in the media and entertainment industry as a lawyer, as a financier, as a CEO, as a COO, and, um, and I also own several businesses, some within the media and entertainment space, but also outside of that. Wow. Quite a huge experience there. That's <laughs> Quite a lot. You know, being your own boss, I've got experience working in the public sector. I was a CEO of a public entity, uh, working in the private sector. Uh, I was a COO of a financial uh, services company and, and also being in legal practice because I used to practice um, and so being in a law firm. So I've, I've, I've had varied experience in this very short 25 years of working. Wow, wow. No, that's great. I'm glad you're here. So Zama, today we are looking at some aspects around um, legalese in business. Yes. And, and I've, I've had this conversation with you where I've said, anything legal, my brain goes into a spin. I'm just like, why should I be doing this? But before we get there, let's yeah. tell me, why did you choose to, to leave being employed and decide to start your own business? It was a, a very uh, interesting combination of events. I think um, I've, I've, um, I've left a corporate employment several times. I think there have been several points in my life that I've left the security of, um, of employment and gone back and then, you know, and so on. But the, and, and I'll maybe just share a bit uh, on the different ones because I think it will also be useful, you know, for, for, the, for your audience because we each find ourselves in different stages of our lives, as I'm sure your listeners and your audience do. The first time that I, um, I left the security of, a, of employment was when 
Uh, my, my, my kids, not when my kids were born, because it was almost easier, you know, to be, to be pregnant and, and have the benefit and maternity benefits of corporate. So I was happy to be in corporate during the time that I could enjoy maternity benefits. And also when my kids were young, but as soon as my kids started going to school, I found that the demand was then uh, quite intense because they was dropping them off. They was picking them up in the middle of the day. They was attending soccer, little league, this, that, and the other. I found that period to be quite pressured. And it was at the time that I was moving up in the corporate ladder and the demand was getting too intense. So that was the first time that I made a decision to leave that and rather focus uh, on my young family at that time. But then I supplemented that with going into an NGO environment. So, so that's the middle ground that I sort of found myself in for that. So that was the first time that I made the shift from the security of employment for those reasons initially. And then as time went, you know, another uh, point in my life where I left that security uh, role was when, um, well, the another one was when the funds ran out from because um, I was leading that NGO and we had um, and 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 we had funding from the US and then the funds ran out and then I had no choice but to go and and do something for myself. So I did not have a choice. I just had to get back to what could I offer. And that's where I was. And so I was sort of thrust into my own boss space by circumstances because, um, because of the funding ran out in, in, in the safe environment where I was at. So that was also another reason. But you make it work. You make it work. And then, um, and then the, the, the most recent then for me was having been a CEO of a public entity for six years. And I had a very successful turner. It was a CEO role that was aligned to my passion. It was a CEO role that I could really um, fulfill what I believed in and impacting the film industry, which is an industry very close to my heart. But then, even then, circumstances started shifting and not being aligned to who I am and not being aligned to, uh, to, to my, my beliefs and my value system. And when that happens also, I felt that it was a thrust once again to go back to who you are, Zama. Go back to who you are. Because then I was feeling like more than I was in a role where I was fulfilling uh, my passions and applying my skills and expertise, I was just putting out political fires. And I am less of a politician. I'm not a politician by a long shot. It is, I don't know whether to say it's a developmental area or not, but, <laughs> but, but, but really um, playing politics often has the better of me. And I found myself in a space where it was getting the better of me. And so I, I just had to remove myself from that environment. And, um, and, then, and then, yeah, and then go back into what do I have in my hand? Because that is always uh, the crux. My dad used to say that, my father. Uh, my father used to always tell me, what do you have in your hand? You've got something that you can package and offer to the world. So dig deep. And that is exactly what I did. Oh, wow. Wow. 
and 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 that conversation around when your values not aligned to your to the to the environment that you're in um, it's something that i talk about a lot uh. because i think the biggest thing for me is you need to be clear about your own personal values you need to know what those are so that whatever work that you do you want it to align to your values and it's it's something that i keep telling people and and i hope at some point it will sink for some other people because you you get misaligned when the environment you're in and who zama is is not corresponding and it's not working and, yeah. and kudos for you for to taking yourself out of that environment other people in, dick around you know what lose who they it's are. not um sorry to interrupt you and and really as um it is it is almost like no one else yes you can teach people you can tell people about it but it's almost like every person experiences it for themselves and every person they will get to that point where it clicks that i i can no longer be here you know yeah. when it clicks uh, because it is never an easy uh, call to make it's never an easy call to make because you you feel in certain instances you know there's always a battle because sometimes you like you know you're adding value you know maybe that you are doing something right and maybe the environment suddenly you are accused of things and this and that and maybe another side of you says because i know i'm right i must stay on and fight and prove that i'm right that is mm-hmm. that is your value you know that you know what you are right but then you you have got to make a decision sometimes to even remove yourself even if you have not proved that you are right so to speak yeah. and and sometimes a person can feel that they are therefore compromising their values by simply removing themselves from a situation instead of fighting for example yeah. so you know there there there's there's always battles it's never a clear cut and so hence it is like when when the time is right even if the situation is not perfect uh, when someone analyzes it from the outside someone could have, could continue to say no you should have stayed no you should have. but only you would know yeah and at some point you're the only one who can choose your own peace right <laughs> No all the time it, all yeah, the no time it looks like yeah anyway so zama you've been in business now yes um, and you've done this business thing a number of times so yes. my question to you is what are the things that you wish you could have been told earlier starting business well besides the fact that it is not going to be a bed of roses I think people you know always just say that but <laughs> but at the same time when you're looking at insta or you're looking at, uh, at at social medias and everything people that are entrepreneurs always seem to be living the best life you know and um and and so I think that can no, never be emphasized enough that um it's not going to be easy it's not going to be easy one but also that because it's not going to be easy you have to be very clear on your why and you have to be very convicted of your why you know mm-hmm. your your why is important um 
and not that it's a it's a it's a decide of everything but it is of critical importance because you are going to be questioning your decision quite a number of times as to why am i doing this because it will always seem easier you know to you know that it's the 25th of the month and some people get notifications and when I, sometimes you even forget what day of the month it is because honestly it's like the whole month you know you know and the whole month you are chasing invoices or you are people are telling you they are processing and people are, so so um so you've got to always know your why and, and be convicted about your why because it is going to it is going to come easy and and i really wish you know someone would have told me that but also i think another thing is to the importance of uh, of having a plan you know and being clear that passion alone ain't gonna do it yeah. You know, you passion and oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. passion alone, Jay, is, is not is like doesn't matter that oh wow, I'm passionate about pets, and so I'm going to just like do a business about pets. You have to have a, a plan as to what are you offering, who wants what you have, who's gonna pay for what you're doing. Because at the end of the day, somebody is going to have to pay for what, yeah. you know, the only way you're going to get money is somebody pays. And so you need to be objective in interrogating um, your business plan, your business model. What are you offering? You know, you, you, you have to sit down and do that. Yeah. Yo, yeah, I know. It, 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 it's a very interesting journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you have found the same for yourself. Like, like I'm back at it and it's like, but you know what? I think I love, I love the fact about the passion part of it. I really love that. But you need to, you, as you say, you need to have a plan and you need to make it work because you can be passionate, if, but if somebody is not paying, so what's the point? You might as well go back into employment. But I think it's about, the, for me, it's about that excitement and, and, and being able to see that I'm building this thing on a daily basis. Some yeah. days are tough. Some days are tough, I would say. But that is the part, I think, that keeps me going. Mm. So let, mm. let's get back to this, this conversation about legalese. So I told you that any legal, anything, my brain shuts down, like seriously shuts down. I'm like, why do I have to do this? Why must I read these terms and conditions? Oh my God, a contract, why? So, so please break this down for us. What is the minimum legal stuff that we need to put in place? Mainly as small business people. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I would say it, it starts with um, a couple of basic steps, I would say. One, which you have, you know, things that you have absolute control over as a business owner, solopreneur, freelancer, you know, business owner, whatever kind of business that you may be in. The first thing is that you need to have the terms and conditions of how you yourself do business. You've got to know them. You've got to put, have them in writing. 
you know, yourself, your own. Forget that when you get an agreement to then you've got to sign it. Before you even get to that, if you offer, uh, you're a makeup artist and, uh, you know, you, you are a, a backup uh, singer, you, you know, you need to have for yourself, even if it's a one-pager, as to how you do what you do, what do you do, who do you do it for, uh, how are you going to do it, how are you going to get paid, how much and when you're going to be paid, and uh, when are you going to deliver what you're going to deliver, and the person you know, signs on that, just at a simple level. And before you even think about, you know, putting it, you know, getting a lawyer to do it for you, uh, because this is one of, of the suggestions that I, I, I do uh, on, my, on my online course. I'll tell you about it now. But as the first exercise that I'm giving people to do, that put down in writing your, 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 your business, uh, how you do business. In layman's term, in, in, in your own words, you don't even have to think about being legal. Just write down that being a freelance artist, this is what I do. I, I do the face, I, da, da, da. I also wash, da, da. okay? And I expect people to pay. This is how I charge. And they must pay me and send me proof of payment before I come. And da, 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 da. you know, because as you do that, you also actually teaching yourself to understand your own terms and conditions. It's a fancy word to say it's terms and conditions, but it's actually how you do business. Um, and so put it down for yourself so that you understand. And, and then the second thing, of course, you may still need a lawyer, perhaps if you want to make it uh, tighter, but at a basic level, I'll say everyone can write down what they do what they expect the other person to do by when. And basic basic English, right? Basic, basic English. What are you going to do by when? And what are they going to do by when? What happens if you don't do what you're supposed to do? What happens if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do? Simple. Yeah. You know, before you get to domicilium sitande executandi before you even get to that just get it to that basic now the second thing um as i said at a basic level is that which is within your control before you spend any money securing a, a a lawyer or anything like that you need to read everything that you sign <laughs> Read it, you know. I'm not even at this stage us calling on you to understand it, but just at least read it because you will be surprised how much you actually understand when you read. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, may, you may just the thought of it scare you, but you, you pick up a whole lot more if you even dare to read. But most of the time we don't even dare to read and yet there's actually a lot that is in plain English that you can understand. And so um, if anything, you will also know uh, which things you do not understand. So you know what questions to ask if you don't understand. You know, yes, you may sometimes get a response that you don't like, 
and you may try to change certain things and you may not be able to, but at least you will know that, okay, they say I must pay this amount even though they have not done X. At least I've read that that's what it says. And if I've tried to tell them that this is not fair and they look at you and laugh at you and tell you that, then go next door. And and you continue to sign that because of other business reasons and so on. But at least you know. Because then what you can do is you can then go back into the business and see how else to manage that risk. But at least you know. You are not blind to it. You know, because sometimes you're just blind and it comes in as a shock when someone then is claiming something and you absolutely had no clue that it was going to it was going to be the case and yet if you had known there may also have been things that you can ask and you know what the person actually agrees to change them you know but but if if only you ask i mean a simple thing as some of the simple clauses in contracts for instance uh, confidentiality clauses you know clauses to keep the information confidential most of the yeah. time those clauses are are for the benefit of the person that drafted the contract. So someone that drafts a contract and gives it to you, chances are clauses like those are just saying, you are the one that must keep things confidential, whatever, whatever, whatever. But upon reading, for instance, something like that, there's no reason that it can't be mutual. It can't be that they will also keep things confidential. You will also keep things confidential. But typically, it would be one-sided. But, you know, just because they know that people are not going to read those general clauses, those miscellaneous clauses, people are not going to read those things. But most of the time, you can easily also make them applicable to you and also make them to protect yourself. So put your business, uh, your own terms of doing business down and read. Just read. Yeah, I think I think if the reading, um, you're thinking you're just reading something that is in simple English makes a huge difference. But the yeah. minute it's got those legalese, I think for me personally, that's sure. where, as I was saying, that's where I just, I like, my brain just goes, what the hell is this? But yeah. you find that if somebody was saying to me, because then I'll ask, what does this mean? Then somebody explains to me, and I'm like, but why did oh. they write it like that? Like, <laughs> you lawyers. Like, no, but man, I, write English. It's okay. <laughs> English. And, and you know what? Um, that is exactly for me what, um, what then, you know, caused me to, um, to, to develop this course that I've done. Um, you know, because I've developed a course which is called The Basics of Business Contracts. It's an online course. That, uh, that people can do online and at the comfort of their homes. But, but what I realized was that, you know, without even needing a legal degree, there are just certain basic principles that, you know, that you need to understand um, about the whole concept of contract, which once you understand, you actually will not be as... Um, as, as traumatized and as confused when you read a document. I mean, if you understand those basic principles that for any contract, whatever type of contract you have, 
You need to have an offer. What is someone offering? You need to have a someone accepting that offer. You need to have something that shows who's going to do what. So what are the rights and responsibilities of party A? What are the rights and responsibilities of party B? What happens if either party does not do what they're supposed to do? And then and then the rest is those general clauses about keeping things confidential, where we're going to give, you know, send the address when we give each other notice and so on and so on. But if anything, you need an offer, an offer which must also obviously have a price to it. There needs to be an offer. There needs to be some amount of value, you know, to, to, to what is being offered. And, and, and someone has got to accept that. And what are you going to do? By when? You know, and, and, and if you just have that broad picture, by the time you read a document, you are almost going to be looking for those things, Uguti. But it doesn't look like the, this person I'm entering into Yena has an obligation to do anything. It looks mm-hmm. like, and yet I'm expecting him or her to do X, Y, Z. But I don't see that in this document. So where is it written that, you are actually going to do this. That I can see the, all the things I have to do, but I can't see things that you have to do. But at least if you have that understanding that for every contract, there's got to be things that I need to do and things that the other person does. And what happens if either one of us do not do that? Wow. Yeah. No, and and you're make, you're you're making it sound so simple, but I think as I say. Um, just the name contract agreement. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> hence, 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 you, you people, are, your, your audience has to sign up for my course. I'll share the details with you. It will take that rest of that edge off, yeah. you know, uh, when they did. It's not a long thing at all. It's videos. It's about eight videos of 10, 15 minutes each. And, um, and they'll be able at least to come out of there and say, oh, okay. You know, and then they're not going to be a strain. They realize that they no man. Yeah, no. And and I think once the thing is, once I tell myself, okay, set, focus, read, and get it done, it's not as traumatic. But the thought is the thing that really freaks me. I don't know. It's just like, can we write in English, people, and we'll all be okay? I think ah. that's my that's my that's my <laughs> long sentences. Long sentences with 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 as one sentence fills out the whole paragraph. Exactly, you know? and I did commercial law in my degree. Law commercial law one and commercial law two. Like Listen, I yeah, did. you made it. You made it beyond one. Like you are but I think, but I think I was forced to do both. Both yes, it wasn't out of choice. <laughs> you are still better than most. I'm telling you. <laughs> It wasn't out of choice, but some, anyway. Some some fell off at legal at legals one. Um, you know, a, a side story not related to what we're talking about. My husband, whom I met at university, followed me in the queue to register for legal studies. So he ended up also registering for legal studies. I tell you, he didn't make it past the first semester, but hey, 22 years later, he ended up with a wife. So <laughs> Who, and, and the wife who can do it. the legal, 
who can do the legal side of things. So tell you what, okay. yeah, yeah, he, he 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 got the benefit, <laughs> but not the cause. <laughs> no, that, at least but that's what it. I do. Like I get my husband to read most of the legal stuff because he seems to be comfortable with it. But for me, it's really trauma. So, so Zama, what are the mistakes that you've seen people make in mainly in business when it comes to legal stuff? Yeah. Um, I, I think it's um which maybe is linked to what I've said, is 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 really signing things that that they have not even read. I mean, I can I can forgive you signing if you don't understand, because yes, there may be things that do get complicated for you to understand. But I think it is a grave mistake for you to just not even having read. Um, I think it's 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 really a grave mistake because uh, yeah, you can really end up having um, having signed away certain things, you know, in your ideas, in your businesses, in your you know whatever projects you're doing, you can sign your rights away. You know, once you've signed, you can sign your rights away. You know, you're signing things away that uh, once you've signed and then somebody can take that signed document and then you lose your ability to counter whatever it is that they are saying because they say, no, here you are, you sign. Because there is no defense for if you have if you have signed uh, without reading, you know, even without understanding. There's no defense. You can't say, I didn't understand, but then you signed. <laughs> so... So, you know, you can't. So, so, so really it, it is, it is a huge, huge, huge risk uh, because you can, um, you can lose um, certain things in your business. But also, I think not putting things in writing, um, it is also because even if, even if it's, it's by email, if, if you are feeling that you, you, you don't feel confident enough to even do a formal contract yourself because you keep telling yourself, you know, you're not a lawyer and so on. But confirm things on email, you know, if anything. You know, confirm certain arrangements on email. Um, don't have email, even, even WhatsApp, you know, at the basic level, even though it's yeah. not ideal, especially but, for, for other stuff. But put things in writing. But, Zama, we... There's stuff around verbal agreements. So, Ganti, how far do those go? Because when we've had a verbal agreement, I'm not sure verbal agreement, we've agreed. You know what? I would say don't bank on verbal agreements. You know, yes, they may, you may, well, you know, six years down the line and, and, and um, 10 court appearances later, yes. You may well, and I don't know, two million rands worth of legal fees. You may may well be able to argue that your verbal agreement was in fact valid. So, in a strict legal sense, you may well be correct that you've got a verbal agreement. You had a verbal agreement that you were going to share fifty-fifty in this, you know, twenty million rand rail deal. You know, you may well argue that down the line, but. Honestly, to spare yourself that process of getting to prove, just do yourself a favor and at least eliminate what you can and don't take your chances and just put it down in writing. And everything, everything, even if it's something that you do not think 
whether it's an agreement or it's not, but you've chatted over the phone, you've agreed that this is how it's how you're going to do business. You know, someone has got a big contract. They want you to come in and, and subcontract for them because they can't do this part of the job. Oh, wow. Thank you, friend. I'm happy to do it because I've got capacity. Thank you very much. As you drop the phone, send him an email and say, that was lovely chatting. Thank you for offering uh, me an opportunity to subcontract you on this deal. Uh, I'm happy you've offered an amount of X and I'm happy to accept that amount. And uh, as per discussion, this is what I'm going to do. As indicated, this is what I'm not going to be able to do. And um, this is when we're going to start. This is when we're going to end and whatever else. You know, just at that basic level, um, it will still put you in a far better position than simply getting off that call and then bringing your team onto the office and say, yay, we've secured a big deal. And then you go and, and buy and start buying equipment and further subcontracting, whatever. And then you come back the following Monday onto site. The person is like, Aish, yeah, something happened. Ne? I decided to go with someone else. Wow. And, and, and I'm sure yeah. many of your listeners will count times that they have had that situation or they know of people that that has happened. Yeah. So put it so in writing. Put so it basically. in people, you know, because, yeah. because especially in those um, supposed business deals that you think um, are small, you know, I've just spoken now about, let's say, big subcontracting. But you are asked to come and do and cater for, for, for a bridal shower. You know, you're, as you do catering, be a catering business, you're asked to come and do catering. There's going to be 100 guests. Come and do this and do that and do that. Drop the phone, confirm it in writing, 100 guests. This is the menu. You give me 50% divorces beforehand, blah, 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 blah. Because you're going to rock up there. There's 200 people. And they just say, I know, Sissy, no, Jay, I went, I went, I went. And you come out of there, you have fed 200 people, and yet you have only been paid for 100 people. And by then, yeah. no one remembers at what point did they tell you it's 200 and not 100. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so the yeah. takeout is put it in writing. It doesn't matter how small you think it is. Put doesn't matter writing. put it in writing and 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 don't be and don't just be excitable by numbers alone mm -hmm. you know yes the number may be good it's an exciting number but always go beyond the number always even even with regards to that number itself understand a couple of other things about the number understand um when it's going to be paid Understand what are some of the conditions to its payment. Understand at what point uh, you, you may have to pay back or whatever, you know, depending on what type of deal it is. Uh, at what point can the number change? Because sometimes you may be in a type of business that there's a number, but then it says subject to, you know, market performance or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. know those things so that, you know, you don't just, see a big number, but then you miss out on the, the rest of the sentence and someone comes and pays you a different number and you say, no, but in there it was written 1 million rand. No, it was said 
1 million rand subject to the, the rand dollar exchange rate at the date of blah, 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 blah. You miss that small bit. And when you get paid, the rand dollar rate means that you're only cashing in 600,000 instead of the million you expected, simply because you did not go beyond just the big number that you saw. But Sama, what's up with lawyers and small prints? Hi, guys, the small print. You know, everything seems small. Can't it's the same font? <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> like, like, I could like say this. the same thing about accountants. Like, why are there so many numbers? <laughs> like, why are there like so the many numbers? Where are the words? No. When I look at financials, I, I want to see words. And all I see is numbers. I'm like, where are the words? I want alphabets. Ah, there's too many numbers and lines. That's all. What's happening here? <laughs> Unfortunately, that's also the thing, you know, that I wish someone had told me about starting a business, which I think talks to what we said earlier, Oguti. Talent alone is not enough. Technical expertise in your area is not enough. Passion is not enough. You need to have a working knowledge of areas across the board. You need to have a working knowledge of numbers. You need to have a working knowledge of business. As I said, hence the the course that I've developed, because the whole aim of the course is to empower people who are business owners or or entrepreneurs or creative people or freelancers with the confidence to really have a working knowledge of legal issues that affect their businesses. Yeah. Wow. But, and, and I think that's great because legal fees can be very expensive. And when you're oh, starting, yeah. Um, yeah. because hence I was asking, what is, the, what is the basic element that you just need to make sure you've got in place? Because yeah. I, you know, sometimes you have to look at, my IP, what does that mean? Copyright this, what does that mean? And sometimes in those bigger things, you need to consult, right? Yes. But, yes. but what are just the basics for us to, let's start engaging, let's start, and, and not wake up and have a heart attack of, oh my God, I, should, I shouldn't have done this, or this should have been done this way, and now you're being sued. Um, I think those are the elements that we need to mm. understand. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think if you were to, um, you know, spend uh, your money, because la- la- like any other business, you are going to need to be willing to invest something. So, uh, yes, as I said, I've got the, I've, I've developed this course and it empowers you, but it does not take away the need for you to still invest a lot more in getting a legal expert into your business into into your uh, your legal issues in your business but even there you can prioritize and um and and i mean there may be key fundamental um agreements that you absolutely have to make sure that you have in place and if it means that you've got to save so that you can secure that legal expertise for you to draft those in a manner that is rock solid that does not just depend on you, you know, having written down your thing or confirmed thing on email. These are the ones that I would say are an absolute essential for you to have them done by a lawyer. Obviously, your funding agreement. I mean, 
from whoever funder, whoever is funding you. It is ideal to, even if it's your husband funding your business woman, you know, you know, a funding agreement, an agreement between yourself and the funder of the business is very important because, you, you know, your business is what you are building. That is the asset you are building. And if someone has put money into it and the terms of them putting that money into it are not clear, you may well be building something and, and, and someone else come, may come in later and claim certain rights into that business that you have been building simply because you did not have a very clear agreement as to what were the terms of them putting that money. Whether, as I said, whether it's a personal loan, whether it's a, with a financial institution, obviously there's got to be an agreement in place and just understand it as much as you can. I think the second thing is um, an agreement between yourself and maybe your partners. If, if you are working with, 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 as a partnership with someone and so on, you and your friend decided to start this consultancy because you've worked together and decided you'll come out and start a recruitment agency together. But you are such big friends, you don't even bother to get into the detail of the contract between yourself. And then boom, something happens. And then you are left in the cold around what the relationship is and what, you know, how things are supposed to be managed, whether it's decision making, um, whether it is decide, deciding to sell or not to sell a business or how to share profits. All those things is a very high risk uh, relationship. So make sure that that relationship, which is high risk, you are clear as to what are the terms of, uh, of, 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 of engaging in that high-risk relationship. Another high-risk relationship is obviously between yourself and your customers. You know, So I've mentioned the first high-risk relationship, you and the source of, of, of resources, source of, of funding. Second, between you and whoever you are in business with. And the third one is between yourself and your customers. Um, Maybe even before you get to the customers, yes, there's a person you're working with, but there's also people that you are using to develop whatever service or product you are offering. So yeah. if yeah, those people are also high risk because you may well need XYZ to 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 um to 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 help you to do um whatever to 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 make this laptop before you sell it. You need to make sure that there's a, there's a clear agreement as to what is the basis that they're helping you to do this. Whose IP is this? Is this yours? Are they just employees? Are they doing it for them? Before call it and go sell it. Because once you are then selling it and the deal between you and the person that created it is not clear, you're going to have a, a please call me situation on your hand for a very long time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so. So be clear, you know, your, your, that is a high-risk relationship that you've got to make sure that it has a solid relation, a solid agreement in place for that. Mm -hmm. And then, as I said, with your customers, with your customers and the people that you are servicing, be clear on the terms that you are offering services. Because let's say you own a cleaning company, you own a cleaning company and you go into people's homes and offices to clean for them. You need to be clear as to what are the T's and C's that you are cleaning that. Because next thing, you are busy cleaning, some, someone walks 
on that wet floor and they look, you know, and then they break their leg or they crack their skull. Next thing, your business is faced with a, a, a litigation just because you took for granted and never outlined the T's and C's of how you offer services. So that's also another high risk uh, relationship that you just, if, you, if it means you have to invest right at the beginning, um, that's what we have to do. Obviously, the last one is, as you alluded to earlier, is the, red, is the protection of your, your intellectual property, whatever you are creating, your, your, your IP being your copyright, your designs, your, your, vis, you know, your logos and all of that. Make sure that, that is a, that's your first asset of your business. So you cannot just develop that without protecting it. Wow. Sure. There's a lot. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a lot. So, in fact, you talk about that piece called Misaga. And, and there's a project I'm working on. And, and I've, I've, I've been having conversations with a number of people. And, and I'm, I'm kind of interviewing those people for a, a particular project. And yeah. the first thing that I've done is, can we clear our engagement? I don't have it in writing, but I've got it recorded. That's good enough, right? Uh, at the very least. Okay. Yes, <laughs> at the very least. Okay, so at least I'm covered. I must just make sure that my recordings never disappear. And you must make sure that you find an opportunity to confirm it on email next time you talk to them or something. Sneak oh. it into an email. Okay. Okay. No, now, now I've learned, right? I've learned. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was just seeing, so I even say to them, I don't want to please call me Saga a few years from now. <laughs> no, that has taught all of us a lot. Eh? If anything, yeah. it was a lesson for, for a whole lot of us and the various things that we are doing, whether for ourselves or we do for other people. Uh, you know, yeah, it taught us a lesson about how to do things differently, whether no, you're a small business or a big business. Exactly, and exactly. Mm. And I think if you, if you've offered something and you need to be paid for it, that needs to be clear, right? So yeah. at least there's a lot of learnings. In fact, there's a lot of learnings from from all of us. We laugh about it, but it was a it was a serious um, undertaking, yeah. and and. It, and if the product has made so much of money, you know, it becomes it becomes something else. Yeah, it becomes complicated yeah. in a very expensive way. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so what is the one thing that, I say one thing, can be two, that you really want somebody to take out of this conversation? Um, is that as much as it sounds complicated, but it doesn't have to be. There's something you can do about it to make sure that it is not as complicated and you can still protect your business if you take certain basic steps. So don't just not do anything and just be completely uh, paralyzed from all things legal. Because then you are exposing yourself and your business to a substantial amount of risk and yet you're waking up every day, you are building something and yet you are not doing much to protect it. So yeah. I'm saying be conscious 
and be, and know that you can do something. And as I said, Ella, where we started off, you just start with the basics. Is it in writing? If it's already in writing and being given it to me, have I read it? What have I understood? What have I not understood? Have I raised that with the, the person? Have I asked the right questions? Uh, or have I asked questions? Don't put yourself even under that pressure whether that's right or wrong. Have I asked the questions of what I don't understand? And you will only get to that point when you actually read. So read and write. <laughs> the two things. <laughs> the two things, read and write. Read and that's write. what we're taking out of this. Wow. Yeah. No, I think it's been a, an enlightening conversation for I've learned because I've got issues with legal things. And, yeah, and I yeah. always say I do these conversations also for myself to learn. And yes. if there's there who also picks up something from it, we've done our bit um, for the Absolutely. world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the time. So where do people find you on social media? Um, they can find me. I am mostly on Instagram. And uh, Instagram at Zamamkosi, one word. It's not Mkosi, it is Mkosi with an M without an H. Uh, so it's at Zamamkosi, one word. That's where that's where I think that would be the best place to to go because in there I've got links to to all my my other websites. But um, I'm very excited. They must go. Uh, quite soon because uh, in the next week I will be launching the course and I've got exciting specials for people that um, th that sign up uh, for that course uh, that that become the first people to sign up for the course so they must get onto my website well to my Instagram as quickly as possible sign up to be on the wait list or and be on the lookout because links to the course uh, that teaches about the basics of business contracts will be shared um, there in the next few days. Oh, wow. Okay. We're really looking forward to that. And um, yeah, no, I must go. I must go and get, and get my stuff as well. <laughs> I get empowered. <laughs> get empowered, exactly. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Zama. So for everybody that was listening to us today, um, please share. And, and comment. We really would love to get feedback yeah. on, on our change conversations. And I hope you've really gotten something out of this because I have. And there are things that I know are definitely not in place, but they will be sorted out now that Zama has told us we need to get our <laughs> we need to get our we need to read and write. <laughs> we need to read. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, really. We, I appreciate that you took the time for, for us to have this conversation. Thank you so much for the invitation. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed sharing uh, the knowledge with you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Change Conversations. If you enjoyed our show, and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and kindly post about it on your social media platforms. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at Change Conversations with Mbume. I am Mbume Mbedaga signing out, and I will see you again next week.